0: Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It is nice to get to
1: be out there today and just get to experience worship today. I appreciate that. Thank you, Praise Team, for that. Hey, we're glad you're with us here this morning. I'm uh, going to talk about... Intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, and uh, it was just unique how the Lord and how the Spirit works. You know, over the past, oh, I don't know, several weeks, just in conversations with different people, they would talk about the intrusive thoughts that would come upon them, and and how you know some of them are, some of them aren't that big a deal, some of them are kind of casual, some of them, they're awful. Some of them are devastating. So, you know, the good news is the Lord's got a plan for that. There's a fix. There's a help. And it's a beautiful thing. And we're going to talk about that together today. So let's pray. Our gracious heavenly Father, Lord, we were reminded today in our worship that, God, you have been faithful and that you've been good and that, Lord, um, in the power of Jesus, we can live such a different life. Father, we're grateful for that. I pray, Lord, that you will be in every word, every thought, that you would anoint our time here together and change us from the time we spent in your presence today. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. So intrusive thoughts, something we all have. So you ever have a thought and you're like, what is wrong with me? How could I think that? Hell, oh, you're not alone. Um, we, all, we all experience that. So, you know, one of the things Pastor Dallas talked last week a little bit about our souls and how once you are a child of God, once you've had that moment where you come to Jesus and just out of, the, out of your heart you just say, Lord, I believe I'm ready to follow you as my Savior. I invite you into my heart. Once Jesus comes into your heart and your soul, it's secured. It can't be taken away. So, but unfortunately, what happens to us as Christians is even once we have that soul protection and eternity and all of it, the devil then comes after our minds. And he tries to beat us up, he tries to get us off the path and the plan that God has for us. You know, your mind is often referred to as uh, like in the computer. The computer, the CPU, the central processing unit. So in a computer, if something gets messed up in the central processing unit of the computer, it doesn't work right. And when your computer doesn't work right, you can't use it for what it was intended. And when you can't use it for what it's intended, then you get frustrated. And then you get angry. And then the computer loses its value. the computer loses what it can do. And that's what the devil tries to do to us. He tries to get into our minds with intrusive thoughts. He tries to knock us off the path and the plans that God has for us. So I want to talk about that a little bit today. So what is an intrusive thought? And I like this definition. An intrusive thought is an idea or an image that comes to your mind uninvited and typically unwanted. An intrusive thought can range from something that just makes you a little bit uneasy to just something that's absolutely horrific and awful. We all have them. Um, From what I read and studied here over the past week, I read that we have over 6,000 thoughts a day. Over 6,000 thoughts a day. Now, some of those thoughts... They're kind of like my email. A lot of them are just junk thoughts and they don't really mean anything. They just come and go. You know, I've heard my wife chuckle a little bit. I've heard her talk to people, young ladies, when she's been trying to help them out and they've got a relationship question. And Lori got good relationship training with me because she had to work with me. And at times that's not always been easy. And so she'll be talking to somebody and she's like, well, you know, uh, Lori, we were, we were talking and we went through all these things. We had a serious conversation. Then we had an argument and then we did this and we did that and now we're sitting there and then it was just really quiet. And, and I'm thinking about all these things and I'm wondering what he's thinking about. And Lori goes, not much, <laughs> not much. He's probably thinking about now that Coach Harbaugh's gone, will Ohio State be Mich- Michigan next year finally again? Is the pizza still okay to eat if I get up at two in the morning? I think uh, our thoughts are not always as deep as your thoughts. Um, An intrusive thought is uh, something that impacts us. And I wanted to highlight, what are some of the most significant, what are the most common, major intrusive thoughts? So if you're a parent, and and one of the big things that says over 50% of parents And I think this applies to grandparents. I think this applies to all aspects of life. But over 50% of parents regularly have an intrusive thought of worrying about their children. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to get hurt? Are they going to lose their way? And we can go on and on and we can go to some deep, dark places with those thoughts. It's common. As a parent... You're made, God created you to kind of protect and watch over your children. That's a responsibility that we have. So it's natural to have those intrusive thoughts, but it's not good to dwell on those. Some of the other thoughts that we have is uh, um, sometimes we have violent, intrusive thoughts. Sometimes there's just like, you're like, where does that come from? I remember my father was in his 80s. And uh, he went to this local pizza place, and he was picking up a pizza for him and his girlfriend. My mom had passed. It's okay. And uh, (laughs) he was picking up a pizza, and he was getting his money out as he was walking into the pizza shop. And a guy saw him do that, and he grabs the money out of his hand, and he shoves my dad down. And he was in his 80s. So as he was explaining that to me, I had intrusive thoughts for a day. I had intrusive thoughts for a while because the thoughts of what went through my mind of what I wanted to do to that guy, they were kind of violent. They were kind of violent. Um, Violence comes across our minds. You know, one of the most common intrusive thought, one of the most factors that impacts our thoughts is thoughts that bring doubt. That's the most common thing. Thoughts that come in our mind and and it makes us want to doubt who God is. Is God, is God who He says He is? Can Jesus really do that for me? Does my spouse truly love me? I'm getting older. Do Do I still really have value in life? Can I make a difference for the cause of Christ? If I was gone, would they really miss me? All those intrusive thoughts that cause us to doubt and doubt can weaken you. Doubt can knock you off the plan that God has for you. What are some of the other ones? Expected reminders about painful past events. We all have history. We all have hurts. Some of you have had hurts that I would call trauma. Some of you have had things that are haunting that have happened in your life. And so they come up and you know, Maybe in your life you've come across something that happened with your family member or a loved one, and that thought, that image is so powerful. Some of you work in fields where you're exposed to things that most of us are sheltered from. You know, we have a couple police officers that are in our in our family here, and then things that they see. You know, I remember once I was went through the Summit County Sheriff's Police Academy years ago and I volunteered and worked part-time for the police department. And just Just from the training class alone, they would show an image of a crime scene and it was put up on a projector and I'm sitting in the second row and it was so vivid because it wasn't a movie. It was a real scene. And just that scene alone, you know, that was a long time ago, I can still recall it. What's that like for our police officers? What's that like for our veterans who have served in times of war? What's it like for our trauma nurses in hospitals? What's it like for a construction site and you've just seen something horrific? Those are things that come up into our minds. Worries about illnesses. (laughs) How many of you worry about what's going to happen? You know, what's happening with my body? Have you ever worked or been friends or have somebody in your family member and they're like, they come in and they'll say, "Ah, I think I'm dying. And like, what's the matter? I got this bruise on my leg and I don't know how I got it there. And, and we start to worry about things unnecessarily sometimes when it has to do with our own health. Or maybe that health is truly bad news. And then we worry that God's left us in this moment and that it shouldn't be like that. Sometimes we have intrusive thoughts about just saying or doing something embarrassing. Maybe you already did it and it just keeps coming up. Man, I embarrassed myself so bad when I said that or I did that. Or tomorrow, or next week, I've got to do a presentation at work, or I've got to go do this, and I, and I, I messed it all up, and it embarrasses us. We, so those things haunt us. They come in uninvited. And then often people are, especially in this day and age where morality is thrown to the wind because people have rejected God's word, and they live according to their fleshes. We are surrounded in a sexual world. We have sexual thoughts that go through our minds, uh, you know. Even sometimes the most awful things can come up in a moment when you're praying. Like, how does that happen? What is that? It's an intrusive thought. It comes from the devil. It's not intended for good. But God has a beautiful plan. So open up your Bibles today. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. And God has got a plan of how you navigate your intrusive thoughts. Philippians chapter 4. We're going to start reading at verse So Bear with me here. We're going to read at verse 6. This, is, this passage, this text here is such a powerful scripture. I, I've got it highlighted in my Bible. I encourage you, write this down. You know, when if you've ever been in an office environment or even a factory environment where everything's so dependent upon the computer and you've got to call for IT to help, and so, first of all, you kind of walk through what we did a little bit and you diagnose that there's a problem. There's a problem. So now, now that we know that there's a problem, how do we fix it? How do we do that? And if you had a good IT team, when they would come in, you'd be like, oh, this is a great moment. Or if they came in and they didn't really know what they were doing, it just made it worse. <laughs> but there's a plan that God has and he wants to help you with that. So I want you to take away the intrusive thoughts that I've already made you remind you of today and I want you to fill them with what God has planned for you. Verse six says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So don't worry, don't stress. This is a blueprint this is, these words today that we're going to read, I really want you to capture them for what they are. This is, this is written to us, it's like, it's like having the person who designed the computer and built the computer and put it together and knows everything about it, comes in and says, here's how you fix it. That's what this is. So I really want you to really take this in today. Because there's a lot of help for us all. Be anxious. Don't worry about it. Well, that's easier said than done. When those intrusive thoughts come in, and most of the time, I pray that you're just reminded, it's not a sin to have an intrusive thought. There's not something wrong with you because you had an intrusive thought. The problem becomes when we let it impact us and when we dwell on it and when we're getting defeated by it. So God has a plan. When those intrusive thoughts, what does he say? It says, but in everything by prayer. Just just start. Say, Lord, you made me. You put me together. You made me. You fit me. You've been with me in every part of my life that I've lived and I've been exposed to. Help me get rid of this thought. Help me to not be defeated by this. Help me to not be beat up. It says with supplication. Supplication is just, another way to think about that is just a humble petition. You are God and I am man. And I need you, Lord. I need you. Help me. And this is the part that doesn't always come to our minds naturally in our flesh. It says with thanksgiving you know what i used to often do in the business world is if i had a a difficult conversation with somebody and they were having a challenge and i wanted them to be helped i would give them feedback on things that they were doing good and things that they were doing right before we would talk about the problem that needs some work or some development and so God reminds us, if you come to me and pray in the middle of this intrusive thought, in the middle of this moment, in the middle of this battle that you're struggling with, and you pray, and then you remind God, remind him, Lord, I understand and I know and I believe that you saved my soul. That God, you loved me so much that you died for me, and you never leave me. You never forsake me, and I am thankful. So we, make, we let that be known to God. And it says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here are some of the answers when the intrusive thoughts come in, when you start getting beat up, when you can't get those things out of your head, when they are consuming you, when they are defeating you, God says, this is how you do it. You pray, you plead, you be grateful for what I've done and you thank me and I am going to pour out my peace. And my peace is so good that sometimes you're in the midst of something and it's so bad And God settles you down. And it doesn't even make sense. It's the peace that passes understanding. I want you to think about this as we read scripture today. Um, My mother-in-law, Lori's mom, passed away just a little over a couple months ago. And she had this really beautiful thing that she did. So whenever one of the grandchildren were born, and there were seven of them, when they were conceived... And the announcement came that there's a pregnancy and there's a baby that's going to be added into our family. She began to write a journal to them. Isn't that cool? She began to write a journal. So Callie, she's the youngest of the seven of our nieces, if I remember right, yep. And she's an adult now. And so when we got together over Christmas, Lori and uh, my father-in-law, they took the journals that had been written for the grandkids that they never knew about, and she handed them out to them. Wow. So cool. So Callie was reading just this past week, and it was Valentine's week. And uh, she read where her grandma wrote for her first time. She goes, I'm writing to you for the first time. And it's on Valentine's Day. She says, you're, you're in the womb. We know you're coming. And I love you. And I love you. And she began to write about those things. And this is what I want you to think about. She took the time and her and Callie had the most beautiful relationship. They loved each other. They got to spend so much time with each other. It was sweet, special. She goes, when you read this, and Callie didn't even know this was written. She knew not anything about it. She goes, when you read these words, I want these words to leap off the pages so that you can feel my love. That's what Jesus wants to do with you today. These words are real, they live. God's word is living. So when these intrusive thoughts, when things start to come upon you, I want you to understand that it says the peace that God brings you, he's hugging you, he's settling you down. He wrote these words to you before you were born. I want you to think about this. It says, the peace that surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So in the computer world, um, you will often have a system or program that you might run into your computer and it's called an antivirus program, okay? And if you work in a business, most businesses have a firewall and that's a system that's put in so that as things try to come into the computer, it stops it. So um, one, of, one of my good friends, he works for a Fortune 500 company. He's kind of in, I think he might head up a big section of their IT department. You know, this is a crazy thing in the day and age we live in. He says, in our business, we've got places all over the world. He goes, in our IT structure, he goes, there are attacks on our system every day. Do you know, some of you might not be aware of this. Do you know that the government in China has groups of people set aside on computers who are trying to get into businesses and systems throughout the whole country? And the government has them do that. Russia does that. There are other places. So these attacks are always coming. They're always trying to get in. So that firewall is set up there to try to stop that. That antivirus is there. So it says, if you do what I just said, If you pray and say, Lord, I need your help. I need this thought to be gone. I know who you are. And I'm grateful for what you've done for me. And I need your help. It says, these things will guard your hearts and minds. And when you you think, if you were starting to get attacked, if things started coming at you, if you just pictured right now, if you had, I think of my nephew, if you had like an army ranger, and he's standing right here beside me. And then on the other side, I've got a Navy SEAL. And then behind me, I've got special forces and he's watching my back and I'm surrounded and they're guarding me. That's what the Bible tells us. If you do these things, I'll guard your mind. I'll protect it. I'm gonna shelter you from some of that. I'm gonna take it away. That's what, that's what God is telling us there. Let's move on. There's so much more here that helps us. It's awesome, I'm excited to share it today. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you Learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the peace of God will be with you. So I wanna, I'm going to ask you to take these words that God wrote for you and the next time you're consumed or you're losing a battle to an intrusive thought and you're starting to get beat up and it's, it's just taking you to a place that you don't want to be. I want you to validate should I hold on to this? What is this, a, is this bad and, and what, do, what do I need to do? And I want you to compare it to what God put here for us. So when this thought comes and it's starting to get to you, I want you to ask the question is this true? Just start there. Is this thought true? Some intrusive thoughts, they're true. All right, but let's continue. Is it noble? Is it something that's honorable? Is it just? Does it mean, is it, is it right? Is it right? This is going to eliminate a lot of intrusive thoughts when you question it and you go, is this thought, is it pure? Is it pure? And then you're going to ask yourself, is this a lovely thought? Is it a lovely thought? Most intrusive thoughts are not lovely. They're not lovely. So if it doesn't qualify for that, if it's not of a good report, if it's not virtuous, if it's not something that I'm going to praise God about, then I need to go back to the beginning of this and pray for God to remove it. Because it doesn't deserve to stay in my central computing system. I want it out. It doesn't belong there. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four, verse 17. uh, It says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind. You know, we sang today, we talked about putting the old man, the old person, the before Jesus part of my life, putting it behind you, putting it down. And it says today, um, don't walk, don't walk like the world does. Don't think like the world thinks. You know, sometimes we'll, we'll see something happen. We're we'll like, how could that happen? Well, it happens because we live in a fallen world. And they're, they're walking in darkness. And they don't understand. So God encourages, don't walk like that as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind. Having their understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling, knowing that their conscience are seared. You ever say like, how could a person do those things? I was picking up some wire for the church at Home Depot that John needed and was working on. And it was under lock and barrel like I was taking gold from Fort Knox. And so Lori and I asked, well, what is going on here? She goes, well, people just come in here and they'll, they'll load up wire and they'll walk right out of the store. And they don't care. And that's material things. How many of us know of people who don't even care for people? Their conscience With the blindness in their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all in cleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned in Christ. King James is a little jumpy there. Basically, but you know, you know who Christ is. You know who Jesus is and you know what he's done for you. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. And here's the part that's beautiful. God's telling us, put off that old man. Don't follow your sinful lust. Don't walk like the rest of the world who's lost and doesn't know the truth. And what will happen and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on a new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, sometimes when I worked for Xerox in the business world and computers, we were so dependent upon computers and our phones and everything else. And so... Sometimes when nothing would work, there would be this little secret that the IT used to keep from us because they made them feel more important. But after a while, I figured out if I just hit Control-Alt-Delete, I can wipe it clean and I can reset it. (laughs) That's what God wants to do with your minds. When you start having doubts, when you start having fear when you start having worry and anxiety and sorrow and pain and violent and sexual and evil thoughts, God wants to renew your mind. He wants to reset it. He doesn't want you to live like that. Church, you do not have to live that way. You do not have to live that way. I, uh, I'm gonna have a full more passage and actually don't, turn there. You can if you want to. I love how this was written in the NLT, in the New Living Testament. I think it says it so beautifully. And it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. And in the previous passage, it's talking about the Lord's coming again. So just read it with me here if you would. It says, but let us who live in the light. So just like we read there, we're not in the darkness of the world. We know Jesus. We know the truth. So let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love and wearing as our helmet the confidence of salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that whether we are dead or alive, when he returns that we can live forever. How do, I, how do I control my intrusive thoughts? How do I not fall victim to the doubts? How do I not fall to the fear and the anxiety and the evil of these thoughts that come across my mind? you got to put on the armor of faith. I think that's part of the reason that God reminds us to be thankful in our prayer because it reminds us of who God is. And you have to hold on to that faith. As the world gets crazier and darker and darker and more evil, you have to hold on to your faith. And that faith works as a armor plating to protect you. The armor of faith and love. And it says we put on a helmet of the confidence of salvation. Just as Pastor Dallas said, when you are saved, the devil himself cannot pluck you out of his love and out of his hand. You are secured. That's how we need to approach these intrusive thoughts with great confidence, great faith, with great love in Jesus and God Almighty. Praise team if you'd come forward. I hope today that it wasn't just a time we come to church, it's just some words to be said. I hope today that just like my niece who read the words from her grandmother, That she got to experience that love jumping off the pages. I hope God's Word, who loves you, I hope these words live and breathe and they jump off the pages and you feel them so that you can live a victorious life in Christ. God doesn't want you defeated. He doesn't want the thoughts, He doesn't want the past, He doesn't want the trauma, He doesn't want the hurts to take you off the plans that God has for your life you were made for more you were made for more don't live defeated don't let your past prevent the future that God has for you and today if you are standing outside of the faith if things still look a little dark where the devil has a lot of control over the thoughts he sends your way. Those thoughts of, I don't know about, I don't know about what, how, is God real? I don't know if I should believe. I don't know that I want to change. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. I ask you to pray to God today and say, clear my mind so that I can see you. And I'm gonna invite you today, if you've never done the part that's the most important thing in this life that we walk in, this is all about a battle. Just like the companies that come after the computer and they're trying to get in the devil constantly battles for your soul. And if you haven't given your soul to the Lord Jesus, you need to do it today. Come forward, I'll pray with you. Be the most beautiful thing you've ever experienced. And today... If you're just beat up as a Christian and you're not living the life that should, that God has planned for you, come up today. I'll pray over you. We'll pray over you as a church. We'll ask the Lord to give you victory so you can live and have a better life because you were made for more.
0: I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word you no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith We accept Jesus as our savior and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, Just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer,